stone throwing. John 8, 7b. All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. As a child, I enjoyed throwing stones, despite hearing in my head my mother's warning about stones and eyes. One day in my enthusiasm to fit in with some other kids who were throwing stones, I took up a large stone and threw it. Unfortunately, it landed in my friend's face just below the eye. Thankfully, it missed the eye, but to this day, my friend bears a physical mark of my attempt to fit in. Here in this passage, what caught my attention was the accusers who, too, like me, enjoyed throwing stones at others. These accusers came to Jesus with a woman caught in adultery, putting her in front of the crowd at the temple. In front of the crowd, not in the middle, not behind. Why did they do this openly and not secretly in front of everyone? Was it because they wanted to appear righteous in the eyes of the crowd as a contrast to the woman who was only covered by shame and embarrassment? Put yourself in the shoes of the woman for a moment. Imagine the worst sin that you've committed in private with someone else being broadcasted to the entire community at church. As a small town girl, I can just imagine. But on top of that, imagine being dragged out of the house alone by these accusers, knowing that this was your last day on earth. You're heading for your death. Oh, the fear, shame, memories and guilt that would have been tormenting her mind. Interestingly, on the way to being stoned, this woman gets a temporary reprieve, although it doesn't seem so. We're told that the accusers had a hidden agenda for displaying this woman's inadequacies and stoning her. Their focus was not really on this woman, but was on trying to trap Jesus into saying something they could use against him. So these accusers were not were only using the woman as a pawn to get to Jesus. Is there a lesson here? Sometimes people will use your shortcomings to try to discredit the kingdom of God. But God. Look at Jesus' initial posture. Jesus, is, Jesus stoops, chooses to stoop down to write in the dust with his finger. Was Jesus demonstrating that the, temper, the temporary nature of man? Was he saying her sins are written off? Maybe Jesus had a lot to say to them, but chose to write it instead. We don't know. But what we do know is that writing in dust is a temporary measure. And when, and when Jesus spoke directly to his accusers, he challenged them to the core about their own sinful condition. In other words, Jesus was saying that there was no one that was sinless. Jesus here points out to his accusers that all of us have sinned and come short of God's standard. Therefore, when faced with that standard, notice that the accusers catching a glimpse of their own selves slipped away one by one, beginning from the oldest. You can know, you can tell why. Until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd. Jesus left in the middle meant that only Jesus, the sinless Lamb of God, could throw the first stone. Can you see the woman trembling, feeling alone in that crowd, wondering if Jesus would now turn on her and throw that first stone? Thankfully for this young woman, Jesus was not a stone thrower, but a restorer 
of broken lives and souls. Jesus, unlike the accusers, addresses the real problem. He tells her that she is free from condemnation, which was a problem. It should go and start a sinless life, choosing the path of righteousness. We too are like the accusers and this woman. We are filled with sin and want to fit in and appear righteous. We, however, are helpless to fix our own sin problem. We have to be released from condemnation, from sin, from shame and guilt by the Lord Jesus Christ. Only he can rewrite the stories of our lives and recreate us so that we are restored and transformed so that we are able to take the path of righteousness for his namesake. Let's hear the words of Jesus. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. John 8, 11. Father, all have sinned and come short of your glory, and we are no exception. Forgive us and release us from condemnation, shame and guilt, and lead us into your path of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen.